Good morning. You're listening to FloridaLA.net, and I'm Kemp Parr. This morning, my guest is Bruce Wicker, an industry consultant and former CEO with Haynes and Virginia Tile. How you doing, Bruce? Great, Kemp. Uh, always good to be with you. This is a particularly auspicious day, isn't it? It is. We finally now know some of the news about what's happening with Armstrong. Let's go ahead and get into that. It's, it's our lead story today. Most people know Armstrong's been in bankruptcy. Now we know who's bidding on the North American assets. We've got AHF products, you know, being led by Brian Carson and then, you know, owned by private equity firm Paceline. They're in the mix. And then we have Gordon Brothers. Gordon Brothers, a private equity firm, a master of liquidation. They actually were heavily involved in the Toys R Us liquidation. So I guess whatever AHF doesn't want to run, because I'm assuming Gordon Brothers gets in and tries to get the, the most for the investors for whatever's being shut down. A couple of things that I'm learning just this morning. Of the seven plants, there's five in the United States and two in Pennsylvania. And the plan is to continue to operate the two in Pennsylvania and the one in Kankakee, Illinois. The one in Lancaster is a sheet and commercial LVT plant focused mostly on commercial. The Illinois plant is their VCT and their peel and stick lower end products. And that Beach Creek location is really just its print film location, it's in, and it serves mm-hmm. uh, the other operations. So they will be, and it's a casualty, they'll be shutting down the Stillwater, Oklahoma plant. They'll be shutting down the Mississippi plant. So I'm also hearing that the Australian assets, interestingly enough, were bought by the McKendrick family. That's the family that sold Godfrey Hearst right. to Mohawk. Mohawk paid $450 million in U.S. dollars for that. So I guess they want to get back in the flooring business. And then the China assets, I'm understanding, were bought by a China company, and I don't have their name yet. What happens to the brand? We do know that the ceilings business owns the brand, and whether or not they'll continue to allow Brian and Paceline or whoever that you know continues to want to operate a resilient business here in this country, whether they let them use it, we don't know yet. Yeah. Well, as you and I talked about before, we didn't know how this was going to end. Now we believe we know how it's going to end. I think the, the bankruptcy hearing is tomorrow and everything, including the offshore assets as well as North American assets, all get resolved. And then I think it closes later in July. So off we go. So now we know. Yeah. We'll see what happens with the brand. On the one hand, it's the end of a legacy of a Lancaster-based company. On the other hand, you've got a lot of Armstrong folks like Chris King and some others who are over at AHF in in the Lancaster County area. And I guess we could say if the brand is retained, the tradition continues, but under different ownership. So it's really a salvaging of what could have been a complete tragedy into something that is a continuation of the legacy in a different form. So we'll see. All right. I'm going to invite Brian Carson to do what you and I are doing right now. Hopefully, he'll accept my invitation. <laughs> he started his career over there, and we need to find out what his plan is, right? Yeah, Brian's a great guy, and uh, you know, yeah. Chris King over there, Jennifer Zimmerman, man, there's perfect people over there that run the business. They've done a great job. If you look at AHF, I mean, they started off obviously with the wood business. We saw them at surfaces a, a while ago, right, when the first news hit. But now they've been diversifying. So they made some acquisitions in the wood space. They made other acquisitions. They were at Neocon for the first time. So they diversified into a number of different product categories, especially into the vinyl category. So this kind of fits really with what their plan is. So congrats to them. 
All right. Well, let's expand our talk just a little bit wider. Kind of where are we in the flooring business right now? I mean, we, we are hearing that the residential replacement sector traffic is down. I guess some silver linings to that, you know, for the last two years, there have been supply chain issues. There have been, you know, out of stock issues. There have been long lead times. Some of the people in that sector of the business are kind of happy. They're not happy that demand and traffic are off, but they're happy that they're able to service their customers now. Yeah, I I think that's putting a a, a little bit of a a silver lining on something that isn't necessarily great. Yes, you're able to serve your customers a little better, but I think everyone would just as soon live with strong demand and difficulties in supply chain instead. I thought about this. We haven't seen seasonality since 2018. So it's been four years since we've experienced seasonality, and we are experiencing it right now, along with slowing in demand, right? So then if you take the new residential, you've got countervailing forces. You've got demographic forces, which say we need more houses. But you've got a lot of costs, inflation. Builders aren't going to be putting in track homes, spec homes, custom bills. So we'll keep seeing that going, I think. And you've got higher interest rates. So there's a slowing clearly underway. You've got residential remodel. You've got inflation, which is going to hurt probably the low end of the flooring space more than the high end. But you still got this post-COVID impact of people wanting to uh, improve their homes. And if they can't afford to move, then they also improve their homes. So, you know, we have countervailing forces going on. And as you and I emailed about, the commercial sector is returning, albeit slowly, but it is coming back. I don't think it's going to be an end of the world scenario, but I think it is a bit confusing with all these countervailing forces. What kind of downturn we're going to see? Is it is it a long period of time and it's just kind of slow? and stagnant and some decline, but I don't think it's going to be sharp. I don't think we're going to see a sharp drop. A couple of points there. You know, the feds are telling us that they're trying to slow things down. Obviously, that's going to affect our flooring business, just as, you know, all other businesses are affected. But this job report, the unemployment rate is, uh, is really strong. So, I mean, it's hard to go into negative GDP with everybody working. We'll be interested to see. Maybe we'll just slow down. I think that's that's what most people believe, and, and we really don't know we're in uncharted waters globally in terms of the economic and political uncertainty, geopolitical uncertainties. That we, none of us really know how this is going to turn out. But yeah, I think that's a smart bet at the moment. We've got some slowing. It's going to take a little while, but you know, sometime next year we'll be out of this. I don't know what number to put my bet on on the roulette table. Yeah. I don't know. We'll uh, exactly. Well, <laughs> I know as a consultant, they usually get called when there's going to be a transaction. And are you seeing much activity when it comes to companies wanting to buy other companies? Yeah, I, I don't think that's really slowed down. I think from a, the standpoint of the generational shift and floor covering and the fact that things are slowing, it would have been a particularly great time to sell. It still is a great time to sell. There's still money to make deals. You know, obviously the multiples will be less than what they once were. So people aren't going to get quite the same money they would have a year ago. Lenders are more cautious, but I don't see a a terrific slowdown in terms of what we've been seeing, particularly in the the consolidation of distribution. And of course, we saw Mohawk make a deal too, right? Right. I think we're going to see, and I think Nemo pile, right? They just did another deal. So I think we'll see them keep coming. Okay. Well, Bruce, thanks for spending time with our listeners and let us know what's going on from your perspective. Again, been talking to Bruce Wicker, a consultant in the business, and you've been listening to Kempar and FloridaLA.net.